Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. America is a land of heroes, a place where greatness is born where destinies are forged and where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt, of many great generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, and MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many more. This is the country where children learn names like Wyatt Earp, Davy Crockett, and Annie Oakley. This is the place where the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth and where Texas Patriots made their last stand at the Alamo. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, lifted millions from poverty, disease, and hunger, vanquished tyranny and fascism, ushered the world to new heights of science and medicine, laid down the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers. Our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history, and we are making it greater than ever before. This is our glorious and magnificent inheritance. We are Americans. We are pioneers. We are the pathfinders. We settled the new world. We built the modern world, and we changed history forever by embracing the eternal truth that everyone is made equal by the hand of Almighty God. America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure, has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come.
All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world, my name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. <clears throat> Man, I got a cat in my throat. It's probably the beer I'm drinking. Hey, hey. I hope everybody is doing well and everybody had a great last few days off. I know we, uh, we were at the Reckoning Fest in Texas. Um, if you are new here watching for the first time, The Daily Dose, this is where we talk about the unfolding global conspiracy. This is where we talk about the infiltration of our economic, our social, our political, our cultural systems here in the United States of America being hell-bent on ushering communism on the American people. Uh, we have Agenda 2030. We have Agenda 2050, the World Economic Forum. We have multiple factions in the world organizing for control. It is an interesting time to be alive, and absolutely, it is a great time time to be alive. And um, you guys are probably wondering uh, what happened at the Reckoning Fest. Uh, we didn't broadcast. I didn't have the RTMP codes. And my laptop was uh, in, in utilization, so I couldn't necessarily set it up. Um, but listen, there is a lot of things happening. I met with some great people this weekend. Uh, awesome people. So um, great American patriots, um, people who are just amazing in what they do. Um, a great shout out to Chris Eric's Baby Trump. For putting on the event, having a uh, very, very successful event. Uh, I, I think it went very, very well. We had a fantastic time. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, we went to, we had Reckoning Fest uh, 2022 this weekend. Um, everybody who took part in it was absolutely just uh, amazing. I'm going to actually pull it up. And so uh, we had uh, Jeff Crochet, and he was uh, the MC for the event. He did an excellent job, except for the fact that he said I was from Kentucky. But that's okay, Jeff. I, 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 <laughs> I forgive you, man. I forgive you. But that's okay. Uh, Mike Lindell uh, got to say hi to Mike, got to say hi to uh, um, hang out a little bit a while with uh, Juan O'Savin, which was really cool. Um, who else? Who else? I met, I met Melissa Redpill. You guys have never told me about this lady before. Uh, but Melissa Redpill, got to uh, meet Melissa Redpill, and we exchanged information, and we're going to do some shows together. So that would be pretty cool. Um, Nino, if you guys know who David Nino Rodriguez is, he has uh, been on the show multiple times. Uh, we've kind of chatted back and forth multiple times, kind of became friends. And uh, let's just say that uh, I look much taller on camera, and he looks much shorter on camera. Um, the, the guy is a giant. He, he is massive. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, um, yeah. Big dude. But he's an awesome human being. I mean, what probably one of the biggest hearts in the world. I'll tell you, you know, one thing I learned about 107 this weekend is he has the biggest heart I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, and you guys know a lot of, I've, I've changed my, my tune with Juan. And this is because a lot of the stuff that Juan is saying is very, very legitimate these days. Um, we've, I've done two interviews with him on DEFCON 5, and we've talked, and um, he's in line with what we've been saying. And he's coming, he's saying everything that we're saying, and, and it's all coming to a fruition. So we're going to talk about that tonight, the plan to save the world. You know, I had Joe M's video there. I was going to do the plan to save the world, but it's just way too long. So we did that one, and the best is yet to come, because I think we need a little bit of hope. I think we need to understand that uh, there, there's something else going on here. Um, a few other people I met this weekend. Uh, I hung out with uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits. <laughs> Really cool lady. Um, uh, Trennis Evans, if you guys don't know who he is, Jay Sixer, John Michael Chambers, Mark Sherwood, uh, Thomas Rents, saw him multiple times. Um, Lee Valentine, Lee, Lee Valentine uh, from QVC, if you remember the QVC days, uh, went to dinner with her and Laura Logan and Trennis Evans. It was really cool. Uh, Laura Logan, um, 
phenomenal. Absolutely, just absolutely phenomenal. Sheila Holm, but uh, Gene Ho, all, all these people, just awesome people. And they all spoke at this event. Uh, Christy Hutcherson as well. Um, I, I just can't say enough about the people at this event, but uh, my 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 heart goes out to Chris for just putting on a great event. Um, nope, no Jason Q is at the event, but Melissa Redpill, um, we bonded. We, we had we had some good talks, so it was really cool. Um, I had a few interesting things happen at the event. Like I said, I, I went out to dinner with a, a small group of people, um, and Lara Logan was there, and it was really cool. And I learned a lot of in, information, which validated a lot of the things that we've talked about here. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. Um, I think I'm okay to talk about that. Um, first things first, though. You know, we live in interesting times, and I've been thinking a lot this weekend. And my kids didn't go. Sorry, sorry. My kids didn't go to the show. Uh, my wife actually came home, st- spent the weekend with the kids, which was really cool. Uh, they had a blast. But I did the 12-hour drive there on three hours of sleep, and then I did the 12-hour drive back last night. I was delusional the last hour and a half, but that's okay. I got home. I'm home safe. Maybe in a parallel dimension, I'm, I, I crashed, but I'm, I'm here now. Um, but I had a lot of uh, road time, a lot of windshield time. And uh, some of the, my best time in the world is, is driving alone in a car because you get to, you, you get to, caught, you get to get caught up on audiobooks or research you're doing. And I got caught up on some awesome research. And so people are probably wondering why the Slave Matrix, uh, the docuseries that we were working on, um, has not come out yet. And there's a good reason, because I was working on uh, the first two episodes, which are Mystery Babylon, um, and then something happened. I, I was researching some things, and I got down a rabbit hole, and it completely blew my frigging mind. And so I'm like, I got to incorporate this into it. And I'm going to mention a little bit about that research tonight, and I'm going to kind of give people maybe a varying perspective on something um, that is, is talked about a lot these days. But uh, Donald Trump is taking it to him. Donald Trump is fighting back. They're all fighting back. You know, when I look at kind of what's unfolding in the world and how it's happening, there are some things that are very, very questionable that we wonder um, what's really happening behind the scenes. Because what we see is we see... Um, consequences or effects of everything that's happening behind the scenes. Um, and we wonder, is there a secret war going on between people who are patriots in positions of power and the deep state or the cabal? Now, I came out in November 2020, and I talked about how China had broken away from the globalists. They were no longer playing the globalist game. And this makes a lot of sense because Putin obviously doesn't want to give up the national sovereignty of his people to globalists. He gets a knife in the back. He's out. They take over complete power and control. The same thing with Xi. You got to remember, when Mao came in and implemented communism in China, he promised the Chinese people that you'll have to suffer, but after this suffering, you will be free, that things will happen and, and you will, you know, you will be wealthy, you'll be free. And so they can't hand over China to a globalist regime, which is going to implement a totalitarian state. Um, and I think that that's exactly what has happened. And we're already seeing this right now with the alliance of the BRICS nations. This is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, 
and soon to be Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and many, many more. Northern African countries are joining this as well. And so we're seeing kind of an Axis and Allies formulation coming about here. And we see Russia making their moves on Eastern Europe, China making their moves on Taiwan, which could be potentially any day now. And we see everything ramping up in um, Iran between Iran and Israel in the Middle East. Right now we have uprisings occurring within Iraq, which is really interesting. So... When we start looking at this geopolitical, geomilitaristic situation that's unfolding here, um, you know, what we're really seeing is we're seeing various different effects of actions that are happening behind the scenes. And one thing I've always asked is, if is there a clandestine war going on? Is there a war going on behind the scenes? Is there something more occurring behind the scenes? Um, and, and I got a lot of confirmation this weekend from... Let's just say some incredibly reliable sources who are directly connected to people who matter, okay? And um, I was given kind of, well, we were all talking and I, was, I, I, I picked up on some cues. And yeah, it, it, there's, there's something more than we could ever imagine going on right now. And there are people that are... Um, Making moves. We're going to talk about that a little bit more when we start talking about Trump, uh, because I think everything we've been saying is spot on. And if you've been watching for some time, um, that's not necessarily good, but that's not necessarily bad. Uh, we have been spot on for a while on this show in the sense of our predictions on how things unravel. Um, so far, we're doing really good now in the sense of predictions, which I don't think is a good thing. But I'm going to change my tone a little bit. And I'm going to change my tone to say that I, I think there's a plan. And I've said this back in November of 2020, that there was a plan. But the plan had to be implemented at this point of greatest vulnerability for the globalists and for the world. Remember this. Remember I said they have to bring everything down. They have to come to this point of massive vulnerability for the whole global community in order for this plan to begin implementation. And I think that's exactly where we're at right now. I'm having a celebratory beer. I made it home. <laughs> and, and, you know, people are waking up. And I, I want you to watch this, uh, this short little clip here of, of Joe Biden. Let's just bring this up. And this was today. Uh, Joe Biden coming out in public and appearance and getting heckled. The whole notion of the burn it all down politics of MAGA Republicans continues to be a drumbeat. You stole the election! You stole it! You stole it, guy! You stole it! You're a pedophile, too! <laughs> You're a pedophile, too! <laughs> you gotta love it, man. You gotta love it. Where is it? Where is it? Um, we'll do this one. God dang it, Bobby. <laughs> God dang it, Bobby. <laughs> but you know what? That's the truth. Is, whoa, whoa. Struck by the light of an angel. For those listening on audio, my, my face just lit up all white because I changed the screen. Um, people are waking up. People are waking up more than ever. A lot of the people that I was talking to this weekend, um, a lot of them were Democrats, or a lot of them know people who are Democrats, who are now coming forth and going, hey, there's something going on here. Something ain't right. Um, what, what is happening in the world? Um, and we're going to break this down tonight. 
I there's I don't I have like a lot of windows open, but I don't really have a lot of news to go through. Um, the whole weekend, I don't I didn't check the news at all. I think I checked I checked True Social once. Um, I checked the Social Red Pill a few times. Uh, but that's about it. Um, I try to just stay as busy as possible meeting people, networking, and collaborating. Oh, I also want to give a great shout-out to um, um, Patriot, Patriotic Pisces, which is summer, and Sonia Quinn out there. Um, they came to the event and helped run our table at the event. And just a, a great heart of appreciation out to them, as well as Mick and D. Lynn for the Patriot Party podcast who showed up and they're doing uh, interviews of the of the crowd and stuff like that. Uh, we had a great time. It was a blast. And so great appreciation to all of them. Uh, but if you haven't been paying attention, Trump ha- came out today and demands a redo of the 2020 election be held immediately after Zuckerberg's confession about the FBI. And so this is Donald Trump right here. So now it comes out conclusively that the FBI buried the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election, knowing that if they didn't, Trump would have easily won the 2020 presidential election. This is massive fraud and election interference. He is right. He is 100% correct at a level never seen before in our country. Declare the rightful winner or, and this would be the minimal solution, declare the 2020 election irreparable, compromise, and have a new election immediately. He's absolutely right. You know, Zuckerberg's um, comments on the Joe Rogan podcast, when he came out and he said that they knew Donald Trump was going to win, this is the FBI basically put out a bulletin to the social media and said, hey, look, there's going to be some Russian propaganda coming out and we can't allow this to come out because it'll definitely give Trump the win. And they, they censored it. That, that's election interference, 100%. And, and we also have some good news that came out about this as well. Um, let, let's go in here. Let's. Uh, th- there's a few things I want to go over. I got to get them all in order. I don't really necessarily have all this in order. Um, there it is. The other part of this. Let's go over here. The FBI agent Tim Thiebold, who opened the Trump investigation, has been escorted away from FBI headquarters. He was also the FBI agent in charge of investigating voter fraud and failed to do so. But listen to this. Listen to this. Former Washington field office special agent in charge Tim Tebow was reportedly escorted out of the FBI's headquarters on Friday amid whistleblower allegations that he showed political bias in his handling and politically sensitive investigations. Tebow was seen exiting the bureau's elevator last Friday, escorted by two or three headquarters-looking types. Whistleblowers alleged that Tebow concealed the partisan nature of evidence from the FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland to secure their approval to open an investigation in the former President Donald Trump. Dude, everybody has a fall guy. There's your fall guy right there. This is why they picked and selected him. The deep state did. There is your fall guy right there. Now, this this removes the blame off of Ray and Garland. Okay? Oh, he has political bias. He was sharing sensitive information. And look, it's whistleblowers. This, this isn't like... Joe Mama over in Kentucky calling up and being like, hey, I think Timmy Tebow over there is doing something. No, no, this is FBI whistleblower. So what does Trump do? Trump comes out and is like, hey, hey. Trump encourages the FBI agents to go nuts and not take it anymore over the Mar-a-Lago raid. He came out and said, hey, it's time. If you're an FBI agent and you're sick and tired of this, 
Be a whistleblower. Let's go. That's what just happened. And we've had we've had over 23 whistleblower complaints come in the Jim Jordan's office from FBI agents about what's happening to the FBI. Guys, this this is good news. Okay? This is good news because this is a representation that we're fighting back. So this was the 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 truth that Donald Trump made right here. Um, so now it comes out conclusively that the FBI buried the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election. Um, and he comes out and, and and says all this. Now, there's something else here. And, and wanna, do I have it pulled up? I think it was this one. The fake news. This, this was an interesting one. Now, for some reason, it's showing West Coast time, but that's okay. Uh, the fake news media is devastated by how, how well truth is doing so. Quite, look at this, quite on cue. Look at that. Quite on cue. A Q word with a Q. Hmm. Quite on cue. Quite on cue. Interesting. They were working overtime to criticize it and demean it. Actually, many of the big guns in Washington, D.C. are fighting to stop the truth, but they won't be successful. They're going after the outside financial company and virtually anybody that walks or breathes. Uh... But that won't do it. They said it's doing worse since the raid, but actually it's doing much better, up more than 550%. Okay. So this this was posted in... Um, Western time, or California time. So what I want to do is I want to go here like this, and I want to show you the correlating post that this has to do with, okay? This is going to be 1528. Okay. Now, think about what he says here. Truth, truth, truth. Okay. He's talking about truth. Quite, quite on cue. And what do we get? The world is watching. Truth, light, cue. 1528 matches the timestamp. Okay. And then what do we have? You got your little 5 5 right there. So we're seeing multiple variations. Of Q coming out, right? The Q and the Q, Q plus. I got you. I, I was seeing the same thing. But we're seeing multiple variations of Trump's truth posts that are coming out that are correlating directly to various Q posts. If you remember the other day, he said, what did he say? He said um, 26 and 0 with a timestamp of 1106. Okay? One and one is two and zero and then six, 26. What was 26? We came back here. Think about it logically. The, the only way is the military fully controlled, safe and spread. Once 11.3 verifies the first marker. What is 11.3 in the first marker? Okay. Well, we have to go back to the beginning. Okay. We have to go back to the beginning of the, the Q post to really understand what 11.3 actually was. Now, if you're new to Q, I'm going to go ahead and give you a whole rundown, a red pill if you want of all this. Now, 11.3 shows up first mentioned, I believe in the first like four or five posts. But either way, 11.3 was talking about Podesta. Now, one thing that we have to remember about Q posts is that names and dates and places and all these things change, okay? Now, have you seen the, the, the front of Drudge Report today? Check this out. What does it say right here? Trump indictment watch. Riots if prosecuted. 
Oh my goodness. Who was saying this? Who was saying this? Remember this one? Q post number one, right? Q post number one. Names, places, dates can be switched and changed. Remove HRC and put DJT. DJT extradition already in motion in effect yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged effective 1030 right before the election on 12.01 a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance of others fleeing to the U.S. to occur. U.S. military will conduct an operation while National Guard is activated. Lindsey Graham is saying it too. That's right. I have that one, I think. Um, Where is it? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Trump promotes Lindsey Graham warning there will be riots if the former president is arrested. Listen, this is what we've been talking about right here. Boom. Trump promotes Lindsey Graham warning there will be riots if former President Donald Trump is arrested. So I said that, look, this first Q post, it's not talking about HRC. It's talking about DJT. In 11-3, the first marker is the arrest of Donald Trump. Here we go, guys. This is what we've been talking about. So, where do we go from here? Well, we have to do a little background. We have to understand what's really happening here, okay? And I want to run down all of this. Not because I'm, I'm drinking, but just because I think that we, we got some new viewers out there. A lot of things are happening. People are interested in to hear what is going on. Hey, thank you, uh, everybody on Pilled, for all those donations that are coming in. We got... We got Vader369, Ponlo Picasso with a cookie. We have uh, Lead to Gold with 111 gold pills. You guys are awesome. Vader369, let the arrest begin again with a can. Patriot Bird with a cookie. Oil Man94 with a cookie. Patriot Bird with another cookie. Oil Man with a cookie. Patriot Bird and Oil Man are going at it. Oil Man gifted an EMP. Woo! Thank you so much. Oil Man94. I, Josh, I love your show. You rock, brother. You know what, Oil Man? You rock too, my friend. You rock too. Absolutely. Thank you so much, my man. That, uh, that's an awesome one. I just released the, the scratching for all of you guys on Pilled. And uh, I just wanted to check the chats real quick because uh, we do have what's called the Battle of the Streams going on out there. It's between Pilled, Rumble, and DLive. And so thank you so much. Pilled, Pilled is definitely in the lead. But you guys are, uh, you guys rock. Uh, so l- let's do a little history here. We, we kind of covered this a little bit yesterday. Or sorry, last Thursday. But um, I explained this to uh, someone who is really close to Donald Trump. So I was, I was talking to someone who is friends with Donald Trump. They're at Mar-a-Lago all the time. Um, she, she might actually be watching tonight. But I, I explained to her, and she actually was videotaping me saying this. So, um, And she goes, uh, we, we've asked President Trump about this. And, and he's like, I don't know what that is, talking about Q. And I said, well, let me show you something. And I show her the calm before the storm video where Trump goes, do you all know what this is? And he does the cue in the air. It's probably the calm before the storm. What storm, Mr. President? You'll find out. And then she goes, well, he actually does this at the rallies. And we asked him about it. And I'm like, well, let me, let me kind of put this in the perspective. From my research, from what I've seen, is that from around 1996, 97, 98 time frame, Bill Clinton basically allowed various people to start negotiations with Eastern, Eastern and Asian nations. 
and the movement of various different um, high-level technology started to occur. Now, why did this occur? And, and you got to get the back background information on this. This goes back all the way to the, like the 1930s and the 40s of what really happened when we recovered whether what 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 whatever was at Roswell when we recovered Nazi technology and what they were working on okay whatever this advanced technology was that we were taking in okay we didn't well, the military had it at first and then you have this this commission that comes about this group that came about and they're called they're called Majestic 12 and, and yes this is real and legitimate they existed okay so Majestic 12 comes about, and it's basically just a group of people, a group of men in the military-industrial complex, in, in politics, and within the military. And they begin communicating in the sense of, what do we do with this technology? How do we keep it secret from our enemies, but also utilize it for our own advantage? Now, some of these people, they wanted to give it to the world. Like, some of this technology is highly advanced, we should give it to the world, and those people were killed. Okay? They were kicked off of that committee and killed. Other people realized that they couldn't keep it directly in the military because loose lips sink ships. And that when you have a military organization that is around a certain level of classified technology, typically people are going to talk about that. People come in and they exchange every, every uh, year and a half or two years or four years. And you have new people that come in. That's too many eyes on the project. You want some people that are more dedicated. So what they decided is they started putting this high-level technology, not in the military, but in the military-industrial complex, because you could have the same scientific team working on this project for 30 or 40 years while they're with that company, and it could be funded through black-budget projects known as special access programs. Okay? So take this into consideration. Bill Clinton, when he came in the office, you got to remember, Bill Clinton tried to release all the documents on Roswell, UFOs, and advanced technology. And they denied him. He did not get access to it. John Podesta was obsessed with doing that. And they wouldn't let them in. They wouldn't even let Daddy Bush in, who was the head of the CIA. Okay? So we're talking about our, our nation's most classified projects in the world. And they wouldn't let Bush or, or Clinton in there. Because basically they, they don't believe that a, you know, a two-term or a one-term president deserves to know about these things and would be able to not try to capitalize or monetize off it or declassify it. So they just keep them out of there. And that's the beautiful thing about special access programs is it's a need-to-know basis. Is that you don't – if you're the president of the United States, you don't need to know and they will push you out. Okay. So when the Democrats took control – in the, the 90s, one of the things that they were trying to do was find a way to get this level of technology back into the private sector for, so that they could control it, okay? And what they started doing is they started utilizing financial investments, capitalism, Carlyle Group, these types of organizations to go in there and start buying majority shareholder stock in these companies that were defense contractors. Then from there... They would set up their own various defense contractors, get granted those projects, and now they can start leaking this information out through 
the people that they place in there to work on these projects, if you can understand what I'm saying. You know, you got Bigelow Aerospace, you have um, EG&G, which I'll mention here in a little while. And so they infiltrate these companies through basically um, through through money, through going in there and providing capital for these companies to grow. But, you know, we're talking about defense contractors. Well, what do you have to do with that? You have to have some type of war going on. Well, September 11th, boom, boom, boom. Now we have a 20-year war. These companies are going to make massive profit. You just had massive inflow of investment capital in the 1990s into a lot of these defense industries at the same time that the U.S. military is downgrading and downsizing under Bill Clinton. So we have this kind of mechanism that is working. And this is how they operate. They go in there financially. They go in there and buy up a company. And after that, over the next decade, they start implementing and infiltrating that company with their own people until they can basically take it over and and basically rewrite their policies or extract the information that they want. Um, you remember the uh, the one plane crash that happened with the 16 engineers from Texas who had developed that silicon chip. Them and one other person were the heirs to the patent. And when they all died, Jacob Rothschild is the one who got the patent. Why? Because it's financial. He goes in there with a the capital. He kills off everybody that uh, is in his way, and he wins. That's how this works in that financial game. And so what we start to see after Bill Clinton is we start to see war ramp up, which means massive amounts of funding is coming in there, which they're bringing in new contractors, third-party contractors, and this gives them the opportunity to infiltrate this and basically bring people into new projects. What we start seeing around this time is we start seeing various different um, incidences. I was active-duty military during this time, and I remember a few of these. But the most notable ones that I'm going to bring up are 2007. In 2007, we have two various nuclear incidents that happen in the United States of America. And from people that I've talked to about this one specifically, it was Minot, uh, North Dakota. There was a, um, a, a bomber that left with an armed live nuke on board. Okay? And apparently, that bomber wasn't supposed to get to its destination. It was supposed to... Lose that nuke, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, And then a few months later, we had another incident where Minuteman 3 nuclear triggers. These are top secret classified technologies. These are the triggers for our ICBMs. Were taken, sent from Minot, North Dakota, to the Defense Logistics Agency in Utah. Okay? And this is what happened. Once they got to the Defense Logistics Agency in Utah, they were labeled helicopter batteries thrown in a declassified shelf. Then a few months later, someone went in and grabbed that exact box of helicopter batteries, sent it to Taiwan. Once it got to Taiwan, it was put on a boat by the triads, the cartels out there, and was on its way over to China when it was interdicted by the Taiwanese intelligence who grabbed it and said, hey, this is not helicopter batteries. What's going on here? And sent it back to the United States and 10 general officers, admirals and uh, generals, lost their jobs. Now, The background of the situation, you got to understand how I got here. I was investigating January 6th, and I found out about that. Now, how do you make that connection? How do you make that connection? Because there was a kid filming all of the January 6th. His name was Jaden X, right? But his last name is actually Sullivan, and he's adopted. His father is a guy by the name of Kevin Sullivan, or better yet, Major General 
Kevin Sullivan of the United States Air Force. In 2007, Major General Kevin Sullivan was the head of the Defense Logistics Agency and was one of the people that was retired because of that incident. There are no coincidences. Now, what does this have to do with everything? Well, do you remember, on Netflix, there's a documentary out there about a guy by the name of Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar is a um, savant physicist who uh, built a rocket car, all these. He was um, good friends with uh, um, Edward Teller, Teller, one of the guys on the Manhattan Project. And Teller basically nominated him to take a position in this one program that the uh, military was running in Nevada. He accepted the position. He went to um, Area 51, eventually going to S-4, where he claims that he worked on the gravitational aspect of uh, these reverse engineering, these alien craft or these craft that we had recovered. He worked for a company called EG&G. Hmm. Interesting. I've heard that name before. I'll tell you where. Anyways, he said in his Netflix documentary, that if we're ever going to reverse engineer this technology, we have to get it out of the compartmentalization of the military-industrial complex and get it into the universities. This becomes important. Okay, back to 2007. The company that ran the logistics at the Defense Logistics Agency, the base of the company that handled incoming and outgoing materials, EG&G, Right? What was one of the companies bought out by the Carlisle Group and all these other corporations in the 90s? EG&G. Do you see this connection? Okay? So now we start seeing this connection. How this infiltration is getting this, and then there's probably people inside of this defense contractor that are taking this information or taking this technology and shipping it overseas. Now, I don't think it was helicopter batteries that were sent out there. I think there was probably something else. But... Think about this. If you have two nuclear incidences within a two-month span, that raises red flags within our military. Generals come together in private, down by the docks with no recording devices, and say, what the hell's going on here? Someone is trying to sell military secrets. And see, you don't go to, you don't go to the Pentagon. You, you don't go to Washington. Because those are temporary servants. It could easily be one of them. What you do is you go out there and you find patriots, people who have served their country with impeccable records for 20, 30 plus years. You put together a committee, people who are probably, uh, you know, very, very familiar with nuclear armament or high level classified technology, special access programs, people who are in various different groups, general officer groups, or even, um, you know, secret societies that you can trust and you know you can trust. And they formulate a committee. And you would look for people to bring into this committee that most likely um, are very familiar with the armed services. So someone who's probably chairman or on the armed services, uh, armed forces services committee, someone who is probably a member of the nuclear regulatory committee because they're going to have Q clearance. Well, I think that that's exactly what they did. And I've had this kind of confirmed to me by some people. And that guy in 2007 who would have been a patriot to this country, impeccable record, was a senator, and he was a member of both of those committees, chairman of one. His name is Jeff Sessions. So let, let's just say that they put this all together, okay? And they start investigating. Okay, we, we got to find out who is leaking these secrets to China because that's where that was headed. Those, those batteries 
quote unquote, were headed to China. And so all of a sudden, a few months later, Barack Obama comes into office. And what's Barack Obama does? He starts firing all of these constitutional sticking generals. Anybody who is conservative, anybody who supported Bush, anybody who was, you know, uh, a, a, a strong proponent of Constitution, Second Amendment, gone. He started basically implementing liberal military leaders. This is around the time that I started thinking I need to get out of the military. Not only that, is Barack Obama started negotiations with China and allowed China to come into our infrastructure and basically take over our electric grid and our infrastructure in our country in 2008 to 2009. Not only that, is he started education sharing programs in 2009-2010 with China in the sense of U.S. institutions and professors going back and forth. Okay, so let's say that there's this group and committee that come together and they say, hey, let's go out there and let's use military intelligence to go out there and find maybe what's going on. Let's get a select group of people who we can trust, who are in mil- intel, um, or even use civilian organizations, whatever, to start implementing, but it's got to be small. And all of a sudden, Barack Obama comes in and starts to negotiate with China, the same people that we're studying, where this, this technology is being sent there. Why is this guy doing deals with them? And we start to see the pattern unfold. He starts shutting down all these programs that potentially are looking into them. And so I think that during this time, they take this project dark. Okay, Nobody talks about it. It's clandestine at this point. Intelligence agencies are basically spying illegally on congressmen, senators, presidents, heads of state, intelligence agencies, everything. That they're, they're realizing that this goes all the way to the top. And so they start basically spying on, illegally, probably through the NSA, on all these different people. Well, what happens around 2010, 2011? You get a CIA director that comes in, realizes what's happening... He takes his protege, sends his protege over to the NSA to infiltrate this program. The protege infiltrates this program and then takes all of their tools and releases it to the media and WikiLeaks and says they're spying on American citizens. His name is Edward Snowden. You remember they were spying on American citizens? The NSA spying on American citizens? They were spying on the deep state. They were illegally collecting and obtaining information of who was selling military secrets to foreign countries. You got to remember, WikiLeaks has all this information. Not only did they have the information of who was selling and all this stuff, but they had the information what was in those special access programs. This is why Pompeo, Trump, and Alderson probably wanted to kill Assange. They wanted that information out because then they could start to bring about all this other information. This is why everybody went after Assange because he had this information. Okay, so this happens. Now that whole program, that whole project has to shut down. Okay, and what's the name of the group in the NSA that starts hunting Edward Snowden? Anybody know? The Q group. The Q group is literally the name of the group that was hunting Edward Snowden after this event. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. So what happens is they shut down this illegal spy ring, this military spy ring that the NSA was doing on the deep state. The deep state believes they, they won. 
This is where they ramp things up. You got to remember, during this time, you have Uranium One scandal going on, where Hillary Clinton's Secretary of State has depleted over 27% of U.S. uranium, utilizing Canada as a proxy and selling it directly to Russia. Russia knows they're being set up for something, so they're taking the uranium, which is coming in as nuclear grade, okay, weapon grade uranium. They're taking the uranium. In 2008, 2009, 2010. And what's Russia doing with the uranium? Do you think that they're going to keep it in Russia? Do you think they're going to give it to Iran? No, this stuff can be tracked. The only way to basically get rid of the various different radioactive markers that they would utilize to track this uranium is to hide it under another place with massively a high radioactivity. So Russia, at this time, was really, really good friends with a country called Ukraine. See where this is going. So Russia makes a deal with Ukraine and saying, hey, we got some weapons-grade uranium. Um, why don't you hide this under Chernobyl and your other nuke plants? And we'll be all good and we can start up our weapons programs again without the Americans knowing. Well, in 2014, we know what happened is the United States found out about this, went and formulated the coup over there in Ukraine, took over all power, and then the rhetoric between Secretary Clinton and Vladimir Putin began before her campaign run, which was supposed to be the end of the 16-year plan with a nuclear war with Russia and then the release of a virus. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's back up. So this investigation into the deep state during this time basically has to go dark. They basically get defunded overnight because of what Edward Snowden did. So around 2013, you see this, uh, oh, by the way, then you have Hillary Clinton's emails leak. What happens? Wiener's laptop gets seized because he's a fucking pedophile. So one of the things that we've learned is that as the, the military was investigating the deep state, looking for who was selling state secrets, they uncovered Pizzagate. They uncovered that these people are massive pedophiles, that they're running drug and prostitution rings, human trafficking rings, child trafficking rings, and selling organs on the black market, utilizing Ukraine as a proxy, okay? They discover all this. They're going, whoa, this, this, this is some pretty deep shit, right? And what happens? They, they identify certain people. Congressman Weiner, boom. Who's his wife? Huma Abedin. Huma Abedin was the assistant to Hillary Clinton. Her father is the head of the Muslim Brotherhood. 2010, you have Phil Haney that comes out, DHS whistleblower, saying we have infiltration within the DHS, the FBI, all of federal organizations from the Muslim Brotherhood, from this radical Islamic organization that's operating in the United States. They're bringing people over the border, and they're utilizing the gun running from Eric Holder's Fast and Furious to arm them in our cities, and they're becoming sleeper cells. This was Phil Haney in 2010. He's now fucking dead with a bullet shot wound in his head a week after he said, I'm not suicidal, but I'm going to meet with my informant. If I die, please investigate. Okay. This is some real shit, man. Okay, so what, what do we have here? We have CIA in 2013, come, or NSA, 2013, National Security um, Agency. 2013 comes out with a tweet on Twitter saying, Pizzagate is real, please uh, investigate, okay? NSA tweet, Pizzagate. Let, let's see if I can find this. It, it might be scrub. And yeah, you're going to see stuff. Oh, that wasn't real. That was very, very real. And here it is right there. Pull this up. NSA CSS, NSA.gov. 
4th of December, 2016. Pizzagate is real. Do not give up the citizen investigation. This tweet will be deleted. Pre-commitment, John Podesta. And then it gives a hash. Michael Flynn. No, this is Michael Flynn Jr. But we, we see these all over the place, okay? This was real. This is legitimate. It was deleted. A few months later, you see General Michael Flynn tweet something. Um, spirit cooking, real, investigate. He comes out with his digital soldier speech, okay? This is because they had been shut down and they had uncovered a trove of data against these people. Well, Anthony Weiner's laptop was basically an insurance policy that Huma and Weiner wouldn't die, as well as an insurance policy because of the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration in the United States of, of America that they would utilize against Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. So it had all this dirt that she was collecting on Hillary Clinton on that laptop. And when he was arrested, they took his two laptops. They went to New York City's detectives. Uh, out of the 22 agents that had looked at the contents of that laptop, 16 of them died of suicide. Went to the FBI. They didn't do anything with it. They, they put the, the emails, the servers, under subpoena. She acid-washed them and smashed them with hammers under subpoena. Why? Because of what was on the contents of that laptop. And we find out from the Horowitz, Horowitz report what was really on the contents of the laptop. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But we have to understand that they... Okay, so we have the military intelligence through a small group organization that came out investigating why military technology is being sent to China and who's doing it. They basically uncover what we know of as the deep state, this operation that basically sucked technology out of the United States, allowed China to infiltrate, sent that technology to China for the deep state to build their own army. The NSA gets shut down because of Edward Snowden, who is running the prime um, investigation into the deep state. They had collected data. We have it all. But it was illegally obtained, so it's not admissible in court. Um, 2013 to 2016, basically, these guys are running on empty. There's nothing that they can do. Their hands are tied. But this is around the same time that we have this guy by the name of Admiral Ace Lyons start to come out. Admiral Ace Lyons was an undersecretary of an... Of, uh, under director of national intelligence under Ronald Reagan. This guy knows all of our state secrets. This was one massive patriot. In 2012, 2013, he comes out and Barack Obama is from Kenya. His birth certificate is not legitimate in the United States of America, and he's an illegitimate president. He comes out and starts talking about the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration of this country. He starts talking about all these different things, the selling of technology to China. And nobody's listening to him. This is a Fox News correspondent. And one thing that you have to understand about the military is it's a band of brothers. There's brotherhoods that are formulated and that there are groups of general officers, even after you retire, that communicate, that collaborate, that stick together. And they're very, very patriotic and they protect and defend this country, even though they are no longer active service. And they collaborate with people who are active duty. And from what we've seen is Ace Lions and a group of other people. We're all collaborating. They were all talking. They were all communicating with people who were involved. Okay? And so this during this time frame, we have the coup in Ukraine. The United States goes in, sets up the bio labs. They begin the gain-of-function research, right? They start implementing their plan for the 16-year plan for Hillary Clinton to come in. Well, these military generals knew that this was happening, and they basically they were shut down. You had Admiral Rogers at the NSA. You had Flynn at the DIA. Flynn had now left to join the Trump campaign. You have Hillary Clinton out there providing massive rhetoric, saying Donald Trump's colluding with Russia 
Well, we're going to go build a military defense shield in Turkey in the Ukraine and point it at Russia if they keep on uh, doing their, their nuclear build-outs, which Russia would deny doing. But you got to remember, they were doing it in Ukraine under the nuclear facilities with the depleted uranium that Hillary Clinton had sold them. And this is why she knew that they had been... Um, that, that they were building nuclear weapons still is because she had sold them the uranium and she knew that the one place that they could hide it was Ukraine. And this is why they, one of the other parts of why they formulated the coup in Iran, uh, Ukraine in 2014, because then they had access directly to those nuclear weapons that Russia was building. And so when Hillary Clinton comes out in 2016 and says that Russia hasn't stopped building nuclear weapons, they're not, they're not going along with the nuclear proliferation treaty. This is why Putin was so pissed. Do, do we see how this all kind of comes together? Okay. Now go to the next part. Hillary Clinton comes out there is trying to instigate a war with Russia. We know of something known as a 16-year plan, eight years of Barack Obama, eight years of Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton comes in, starts a nuclear war with Russia, and then a virus is released. All the men are overseas fighting World War III, and all the people here in the United States of America get sick and start dying. And then you have a color revolution that takes place with violent extremist terrorism coming to all these different cities. This is how it was supposed to go, okay? But what happens... These military leaders come together and they say, look, we don't have very many options left. So what they do is they still had patriots in the NSA and various other organizations. So what happens is, is around June of 2016, okay, June of 2016, the NSA intercepts communication illegally that Loretta Lynch is flying into Phoenix, Arizona and meeting with Bill Clinton. Now, Hillary Clinton is on the campaign trail. Loretta Lynch is attorney general at the time. She cannot be meeting with Bill Clinton, okay? Campaign violation laws. So what happens is someone tips off a reporter in Phoenix that Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch are going to meet on the tarmac and get a news crew down there immediately. They had like an hour to operate. This guy's name is Christopher Sign. Christopher Sign goes into the airport, takes a news crew with him, goes to the tarmac, and begins filming Bill Clinton entering Loretta Lynch's plane. Mike Rogers, Admiral Mike Rogers at the NSA, flags the log files, removes them, but saves them so that the deep state can't delete them, and then saves them to a file of everything that Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch talked about. Okay? This makes national news kind of a scandal, kind of not. But what happens is they utilize this as leverage. Many, many months later, on October, I think it was October 30th, 2016, right before the election, Admiral Rogers takes the audio recordings to a guy by the name of James Comey, who is the head of the FBI. You got to remember... June and July of 2016, you had Peter Strazek, who was a CIA agent working as a liaison at the FBI for counterterrorism um, and counterespionage. He was the one that was investigating the Hillary Clinton email scandal. Peter Strazek was the one investigating the Hillary Clinton email scandal. He shut down that operation, shut it down on August 3rd, and immediately began investigating Donald Trump for Russian collusion on August 5th. Okay. So the FBI is involved in this and corrupt. So 
He goes to Comey. Rogers goes to Comey, plays this audio, and says, we're going to release this if you don't open up the Hillary Clinton email investigation again. And so you got to remember, they, they, they close it off. So he goes ahead, Comey comes out and announces that the email investigation is opened again. Three days before the election. Three days before the election. And this is the reason that they say that Donald Trump actually won the election. We know from other information that what happened is, is they, that the Democrats utilizing one of their cybersecurity companies called CrowdStrike had a server in Ukraine in close proximity, IP proximity to Russia at a company called Burisma. They had a server there. And that survey server was the proxy gateway that they, that they were going to utilize to hack the election with hammer and scorecard and blame it on Russia if they got caught. Yeah. What happened is, is Russia hacked the server and shut it down. So Russia did interfere with the U.S. election by shutting down the cheating and allowed Donald Trump to win. Donald Trump comes in the office. All of a sudden, we see some things start happening. We have investigations. Durham is announced October 28, 2017, the same day as the first Q post. We also have two Durhams that were announced. We also know Jeff Sessions left midway through. We believe that he might even be a special prosecutor involved in this. We have the Horowitz report that came out in 2019, which provided massive amounts of information on the Hillary Clinton's email servers. Now, Hillary Clinton was running email servers during this time before the election, at her home while she was Secretary of State. We know from the Horowitz report that Hillary Clinton had certain metadata tucked into her email server, her home server. This metadata had an email address, a Gmail address, that was tied directly to an offshore Chinese company through IP address. You can trace the routing, okay? And so this email address was basically offshore China. And every time that Hillary Clinton replied or forwarded an email, those emails would go to that email address. Now, here's the thing, is out of the thousands upon thousands of emails that Hillary Clinton forwarded, forwarded and replied to, there's 217 of them that she forwarded and replied to that she was not even supposed to be on the email chain in the first place. The Secretary of the State had no access to those emails in the first place, which means that somebody sent it to her. And knowingly, she forwarded it to her State Department email directly from her home server, knowing that the metadata would kick in and send it to that China email address. Okay. The, out of these 217 that we find out from the Horowitz, I think it was 217, from the Horowitz report, they were, every single one of them were special access program emails pertaining to special access programs, classify, highly classified information that you need to be read into, need to know access. When Inspector General McCullough of the, the Inspector General of the Intelligence Committee, or Intelligence Community, testified in front of the Senate Intelligence, uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, he was asked, what was in these emails? He says, classified. The, the chairman says, what do you mean it's classified? He goes, classified. He goes, what was in them? Can you give me a summary? No, it's classified. He goes, do we need to go to a skiff? He goes, no, sir. Even if I took you to a skiff, I wouldn't be able to tell you what's in these projects because I don't even know myself. They won't tell me. They've only gave me a summary analysis of a little bit about what these projects are about, but they won't even tell me what they're about. The president can't know what's in these projects. These are the most highly kept secrets of the United States of America and military that we have that Hillary Clinton was forwarding 
to these, this email address. So you got to ask yourself, what were these special access programs that she was sending over there? Hmm. Well, we get the hint and indication when we go back to the history, right? We go back and understand what Barack Obama did. We go back and remember what Bob Lazar said. Bob Lazar said is that these special access programs that he was working on and um, reverse engineering advanced technology is that we're never going to be reverse engineering it unless we get it into the universities and allow the institutions to begin looking at this. What were the first things when Donald Trump came in the office that him and Mike Pompeo did? They shut down all the education exchange programs that Barack Obama had set up in the United States. The Thousand Talents program and many, many more. Then the FBI and the DOJ started investigating universities and professors. And we had over 28 various professors, every single one of them arrested. Do you want to know what the one the one common factor is between every single one of those professors. They are all, every single one of them had Department of Energy, Department of Defense, DARPA, or Pentagon, or NASA contracts. So put it together. Hillary Clinton was forwarding special access program emails to China. China was using those emails to go and fund professors at various universities. What was in the emails? It was the universities and professors who were granted the special access programs to reverse engineer various technologies for the United States government that was highly, highly advanced. Our military knew this. This was what started the original investigation in the first place. This was the main thing that they wanted to get Donald Trump in for so they could shut it down. Remember, this all started with the sharing of military information, the selling of military information to China. And that's exactly what it was. The special access programs were being shared, the professors in the universities, that Barack Obama, knowing that he can't get into the special access programs, but they can utilize their power to get those special access programs into the universities. And that's what they did for almost eight years under Barack Obama. And then Donald Trump comes in and starts shutting them down and arresting these professors. These Remember uh, Dr. Uh, what is it? Uh, Dr. Not Joseph Lieber, but Dr. Lieber from Harvard University, the nanotech guy, DOD and DARPA contracts. You had the Chinese professor from Houston, DARPA contracts. What was the technology? Highly advanced technology we don't even know. So what was Q? Q was this investigation, had no name before, was this investigation into who the hell is selling U.S. military secrets to China. And for, what, a decade, they were investigating and shut down. They were getting hammered by the deep state until they got Trump in. you got to remember how Trump got in. After Trump won the election, a group of generals went to Barack Obama and said, if you try to take Donald, this election away from Donald Trump, there will be a violent military coup and we will take over the White House. He was warned. And they backed off. But this is when they brought in the Mueller investigation and all this other stuff. And they basically just stepped in front of him for four years so he couldn't actually do his job. But he did what he needed to do. This is why Donald Trump comes out and says, I saved the country. Because he actually did in a lot of sense. Because China would have been far more military advanced than us 
Yeah, I better check my uh, my hood before I leave the house, huh? <laughs> um, listen, this is what I said to this person who's really, really close to Donald Trump. And they were blown away by it. They go, I'm going to go ask him. Well, he ain't going to tell you. So, but, so how does this expand further? Um, well, let's think about this. So now you know that... Some people in our military and our government were selling state secrets to China. We had caught them, but the, the, um, the data that we had caught them with was inadmissible in court. We didn't have warrants to get that information. We were also spying on American citizens. So we can't take them to court. Now we got to catch them in the act. So what does Q do? So what you do is you bring about an investigate, you bring about this public idea, digital soldier idea. Well, what if the American people, if we gather kind of like this American people army, we get them together and we give them breadcrumbs of public information so they can begin putting it all together. And then you have the birth of Q. Q comes out and does all, says all this stuff and starts to get patriotic and hoorah and all this stuff. And that's fine. It was a psychological warfare operation targeted towards the Christian ideology to wake up Americans and get them following breadcrumbs by giving them the tools and resources necessary to understand of how information is manipulated and how to investigate and maybe a little direction on where to go. But it was all public information. And why do you want to do that? Because they have to get this information out there. You remember Q said, we have everything, but they can't bring everything out because it's inadmissible in court. So Trump gets in and they have to understand the playbook of the deep state. They know that four years of Donald Trump, they're not going to be able to do anything that, that Congress that the DOJ, everybody is going to interfere with everything. They're going to have investigations. They're going to do impeachments. They're going to do all these things that they're not going to make any progress. But the progress that he can make is with the military because he's commander-in-chief and he has no congressional oversight over the ability to be commander-in-chief. Okay? And, and if you plan this out, you got to understand that these people are scared because Donald Trump is going to try to do things and he is massively popular, which means that he's probably going to get reelected. So if we know that this is how it unfolds, this means that they are most likely going to try to formulate some type of coup in 2018 and 2020. And that's exactly it. We saw the coup formulate in 2018 with the midterm elections. We saw and knew that they would most likely try to steal the 2020 election, especially after they shut down the Hunter Biden laptop information. So if you're president and you guys are making a plan with a whole bunch of military strategists and generals who have been researching this stuff on how these people operate for a decade, what plan do you come up with? You know that for four years, they're going to be watching your every move, listening to your every word, the deep state. And they're not going to let you get any progress done. So what do you do? You fucking set them up. You shut down the exchange of everything. You shut down their operations as best as you can. Okay? After you shut down their operations and they formulate their coup, okay? They formulate their coup and take over the country. They believe they have won, especially when the American people do nothing. Donald Trump leaves. They come in, and now when does a bird sing? The bird sings when it's out of its cage after the storm, and now they all start talking. 
Donald Trump had the optics that he was doing things, right? Raised money, had had burn, Lindell, Flynn. I actually, Flynn was talking about this, or Lindell was talking about this in, in the Reckoning Fest. They all came in with Powell, right? And Trump said, Powell, you're going to be the special investigator. We're going to appoint you. They granted her the clearance. The next day, she was shut out. She was locked out. Apparently, Rudy Giuliani came in and said, nah, let's not do it. No, it's because they already had another plan. See, Dan Raisin Kane is the kind of like the key figure here. He is the one guy that operated the special operation forces in Afghanistan, Syria, and Iraq that basically took out the whole ISIS caliphate. After that sweet job that he did there, Donald Trump gave him a really, really good position as the head military guy overseeing all special access programs. So this guy gets to oversee all special access programs, gets to get read into all of our special access programs, and he also gets to create special access programs, of which we know that originally this investigation into the deep state was a special access program. Refunds it, gets it going. We know that there's two various courts that can actually issue FISA warrants. The other one is the United States Army's Judge Adjutant General. Special access program gets opened up. You have prosecutors bring in. I think one of those prosecutors brought in to that special access program is Jeff Sessions. This is why Trump had to separate ties with him. Okay? Optics. You have the special access program come in. And I'm going to give you some information here in a second that this is actually happening. And they begin their investigation, FISA warrants, after the election is stolen, after Biden comes in. They wait for Biden to come in and then they start their investigations. Then their warrants go active on the FISA warrants. They start listening and watching what these people are doing because when does a bird sing? When it's free, when it, when it believes there's no more threat. And so we have it all future proofs of past. Yes, we had it all, but it was inadmissible in court. So we had to let them formulate a coup so we could begin the process of recollecting the information and catching them in the states of treason and sedition. Okay. Dan Raisin Kane goes on, moves on, creates a special access program. It's running. Maybe he's a part of it. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, and well, Dan Raisin Kane, I gave the, the background of him. He was the one of the F-16 pilots over um, Washington, D.C. during September 11th, who was given the order not to shoot down that plane. Okay. So this is the plan to save the world is they shut down this exchange, they allow the coup to happen, and now they're collecting the data and information. The Durham investigation is still going on. We have Deschenko trial starting next, next month. We have, all of a sudden, the cue boards are starting to light up with things that are happening. Why? Future proves the past. Remove HRC, put DJT in there. They're going after Donald Trump because why? The information I got this weekend from a highly credible and reliable source I, I and, and no, it wasn't Juan O'Savin or anybody like that. This is from somebody who's who has the information. Okay, I brought up the question of um, Alawas, who was just assassinated, uh, who was taken out by the U.S. military. Okay. Do you remember when Joe Biden first came in the office, all of a sudden there was this bombing in Syria and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi knew nothing about it? We're all speculating that there's a secret branch of the military that's out there just taking control of things. Um, then we have Alawas, which is drone struck and killed. Then we have this 
nuclear plant that Iran was building up in Syria that was just bombed on the same day of the negotiations with America. That makes no sense at all. Unless, and this was confirmed to me, this, this was confirmed to me. Our military is factioned. There's parts of the military that are loyal to Trump, and there's parts of loyal uh, military, mostly the Pentagon Joint Chiefs, that are loyal to Biden. But Biden apparently has zero military authority that's pretty much being done by a shadow government. And then on the Trump side, there is parts and factions of our military that are on lockdown and are loyal to Donald Trump. And that generals that are loyal to Trump, the patriots, the America, they're taking action in their own hand. And some of this potentially is coming out of the special access program that is investigating these people. Okay? And listen, you know how I feel about the Gitmo stuff that was all BS and bullshit, but I did hear that former General Raimondo who passed away a few months ago, that uh, former General and Secretary of State Colin Powell, they, they, they didn't die of natural causes. That Colin Powell was given, took a cyanide pill. That General Raimondo died, uh, was executed for treason. And, and I'm telling you, this source that I heard this from, this is legit. Like, I, I, can't, I can't even begin to tell you, like, how I was blown away. I'm like, okay. And, and then I started talking about um, what was happening in Afghanistan. And this person said is, um, who controls all of the United States Army and their assets, including a drone fleet in uh, the, the Pacific? Who can launch missions into the Middle East? Do you guys know who that is? You ready for this one? General Charles Flynn. General Flynn's brother. Yeah. So Alawas was killed by patriots of the military. The nuclear uh, um, development plant in Syria that Iran was building on the same day that the U.S. and Iran were meeting was destroyed. We're starting to see that patriots are really doing shit. That there's, there's a private clandestine secret war actually fucking going on. And... <laughs> I, I wasn't blown away because we've seen indications of it. But now let's talk about what happens next. Okay? So, uh, Hevsky, thank you so much for that $20 donation. And Gump, thank you so much for that dollar donation. Uh, he did leave the football, is what Gump said. Um, I got word that Donald Trump actually has that. I got word that Donald Trump actually has that. And uh, he, he didn't turn it over. Um, Hefsky, does all the exposure happen before November? Something has to happen uh, before the election. I agree. And let's talk about that. Um, they are going to move in on Trump. They're going to move in on patriots. They are, um, you got to remember, they cannot give up control. They cannot give up control. Okay? The Democrats, the liberals, the deep state, the cabal. They cannot give up control of America, and they're losing control. There's no way that they can win this election. They know it. And so we have multiple scenarios that can occur. 
Um, I think what we're going to see most likely is when Joe Biden makes the move towards martial law is the military is going to formulate a coup. I, I don't think it's going to get to a civil war, but I think that uh, I think that the military is going to intervene. And we're seeing a lot more evidence come out, a lot more information come out. Um, we also have the protections of the Tenth Amendment. This is a uh, if you guys watch my speech at the Reckoning Fest, I talked about this. I read the Declaration of Independence. I talked about the Tenth Amendment, how the Tenth Amendment is the key. And see, let's say that Joe Biden comes out and issues martial law before the election. Let's say that they 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 issue the arrest warrant for Donald Trump on 1030. Riots take to the street. They cancel the elections. They go to arrest Trump on 11-3, okay? And people are rioting and, and, and destroying it. They declare martial law, okay? They declare a, large, a, a martial law. What happens now? Well, military makes their move on the White House. They say, okay, that's it. We've had enough. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, you got to remember, things have to come to a certain point of vulnerability. Things have to come to the certain point to where everything is destabilized, even the deep state, the cabal, everybody. And see, I, I don't think, I, I think the problem in America is the, is the deep state, not the cabal, the globalists. The globalists have lost massive amounts of power over the last few years because of China leaving them. They've, they've basically been uh, factionized. And if you remember my, my perspective on this, is that we have the New World Order, which is multiple different factions of groups of people who don't fucking like each other. And they're all fight, fighting for power and control. And in this fight for power and control, there's battles that are waging on. And that's what we're seeing basically come out into the surface right now is all these various different battles. There's a lot of damage done, but, you know, you got to remember what Q says. We're going to show you a whole new world. And that means that this one has to collapse. And I think that uh, Joe Biden is probably going to declare martial law. If the elections are had and there's a red wave and we win the House and the Senate, then the, the Democrats will say we cheated and there will be martial law. If the Democrats win the House and the Senate, there will be martial law because there will be a civil uprising. I guarantee you. I already know it. It's the red line. The red line is November 8th, 2022 at the midterm elections. If Democrats win the House and the Senate, there will be a civil uprising. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm a proponent of this. I'm not saying that I'm going to do it. I just know for a fact with a sentiment right now on the streets of people, people I'm talking to, people I know, groups that I've talked to. It's not me. I'm not doing it. Okay. But I'm just saying is there will be. If the Republicans win, both the House and the Senate, they will stop them from taking power in January. There will be a civil uprising. Um, if the Republicans win the Congress and Democrats win the Senate, that is the most likely scenario. They only have to steal three elections to do that. Um, I still think it'll go this route. And so every avenue leads to this civil unrest, this civil uprising, which means that they might as well not even have the election and just cancel it, go arrest Trump, bring in the riots beforehand, and then allow all that to unfold from that point. Because either scenario that works out, there's always going to be civil unrest. Uh, with that being said, though, does the military make a move on Biden, the, the ones that are, are loyal to Trump, loyal to America, the Constitution, do they make a move during that time on Washington and start arresting people? We know that they're already out there potentially prosecuting people. 
very good chance that this is truthful, okay? So there's a lot of scenarios that can play out. Listen, if you want to learn more about this, we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow as well in the beginning of the show. I just ran it for almost an hour and a half on this. I think it was a great overview, but this really sets the stage for September and what is coming, guys, because we are about to see fireworks. We are living in history. 200 years from now, historians will look back at this time. They're going to look at patriots like you. They're going to look at patriots like me. They're going to look at the world and say, oh my God, that was an amazing time to be alive. Just as if right now we look back to 1776 and we say the same thing. Because that is the type of time that we are in right now. Listen, if you are new here and you are not a member of the Social Red Pill, socialredpill.com, it's just our private social network, pretty cool stuff. Um, as well, go to redpills.tv, subscribe over there, and you can stay updated on our email list, all this other stuff. If you want to support the Red Pill Project in any way, shape, or form, go to redpills.tv slash go, or go to givesendgo slash givesendgo.com slash redpills. That's our Give, Send, Go campaign. If you're into crypto or anything like that, redpills.tv slash send crypto. Um, thank you guys, everybody out there for all the donations on Pilled D Live and Rumble tonight. Rumble, yeah, took the house. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. Also, tomorrow night, if you are a member of the socialredpill.com, if you're a member, tomorrow night we have our live chat Q&A with myself and many others will be out there as well. Uh, don't forget to check out our sponsors as well, getgoldtoday.com with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. I hope you guys got a lot of information in this show. There'll be more tomorrow. We're going to be doing this all week, talking about these types of things. We've got some great guests with uh, coming up as well. Um, I'm going to have some cool people coming on the show. Don't worry. Um, but uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care. You guys have a great night. Talk to you soon.